0: What's going on, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing on this wonderful Wednesday? Yep, it's hump day. Personally, I'm a little bit nervous because in a couple of hours, I got to start these injections or infusions or whatever they call it. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit scared. But what can I do? I know one thing that I can do, get to the show. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> You, have. you are now tuned in to a star or
1: so, so just get back and ready to flow. Say your life of what you know and well, let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away. Now let's hear what John Vader has to say. We could be honest if you would join us. Pleasure slaves, both male and female, made the rounds offering drinks and other more powerful indulgences for purchase. For the right price, anything could be bought on paradise even the pleasure slaves themselves. The potential threat of sudden lethal violence was an inevitable and generally accepted element of Paradise's culture. There were no security forces on board and no official representative of Republic law had ever set foot on the station, not openly at any rate. Auto-targeting blasters mounted in the ceiling could be used as an extreme method of crowd control if anyone ever attacked the casino staff. But when it came to individual safety, Patrons were expected to fend for themselves. Those able to afford the expense typically hired an entourage of bodyguards, but the average visitor had to rely on a prominently displayed blaster at the hip and the threat of retribution from friends to make others think twice about starting something. Lucia didn't have any friends with her on this trip, but she'd been here enough to know how to avoid trouble. She carried herself with an air of confidence. An unspoken challenge in the set of her shoulders and the tilt of her head that dissuaded others from approaching her. Besides, most of the conflict started near the gaming tables, and Lucia wasn't here to gamble. She was here because the princess had sent her to find the Ictochi assassin, known as the Huntress. The last time Lucia had come here, she had also been looking for the Huntress, though that had been her decision, not Sarah's. At the time, Lucia hadn't known about the King's arrangement with the Jedi. She never suspected the assassin would kill Med Tandar and set off a diplomatic incident. Yet even if she had, she would still have come for Sarah's sake. She had seen her mistress grieving for her husband. His death had torn a hole in the princess's heart. And after two months with no signs of improvement, Lucia couldn't bear to watch her friend suffer any longer without doing something. The princess needed closure. She needed to see those responsible pay for their crimes. But though the king had sent his troops in search of Gelba and her followers, they had made no progress in tracking her down. And so Lucia had taken matters into her own hands. Going behind the king's back to hire an assassin was a clear breach of Doan law and a direct violation of the oath she'd taken when she was sworn into the royal guard. But this went beyond any oath or vow. Sarah was her friend, and her friend had been wronged. She couldn't bring her husband back, but she could see that those responsible for his death were punished. That was what you did as a friend. You put the needs of each other above everything else. You were loyal to your own. That was the reason Lucia had joined Khan's armies in the New Sith Wars 20 years ago. She didn't care one way or the other about the Dark Side, or the Sith, or even destroying the Republic. She had been a young woman with no family or friends. No prospects. No future. When the Sith recruiter came to her world, he offered her something nobody else had. A chance to be part of something greater than herself. A chance to belong. She had found that sense of belonging during her time as a sniper with the Gloomwalkers the other members of the unit became like her family. She would have given her life to save any one of them, and she knew they would have done the same. And if she couldn't save someone, she would do the next best thing, and honor their memory by avenging their death. That's what happened with Des. Although Lieutenant Ullabor was the official commander of the Gloomwalkers, everyone knew Sergeant Dessel was the real leader of the squad. A miner from Apatras, he had been a giant of a man. Two meters tall and 120 kilograms of pure muscle. With an instinct for battle and a knack for keeping his fellow soldiers alive in impossible situations. Dez had risked his own life to save the unit more times than Lucia could even remember. Thinking back on what had happened to Dez still filled her with anger. While stationed on Fasira, the Gloomwalkers had been given orders to attack a heavily fortified Republic installation before sundown a suicide mission that would have seen the entire unit get slaughtered. When Dez suggested to the lieutenant that they wait until after nightfall, Ullabor had refused to listen. The criffing coward would have sacrificed them all rather than tell his superiors that they were making a mistake. Unwilling to march his friends into certain death, Dez took charge of the situation. He knocked Ullabor out and took command of the unit, changing the plan so they would strike under cover of darkness. The mission turned out to be a complete success. The enemy forces were wiped out with minimal casualties, securing a major victory for the Sith War effort. Des should have been hailed as a hero for his actions. Instead, Ulabor had him arrested and court-martialed for insubordination. Lucia could still remember the military police leading Des away in cuffs. She would have shot Ullabor right then and there if Dez hadn't seen her slowly raising her weapon and shaking his head. He knew there was nothing anyone could do to save him. There were too many MPs around, all with weapons drawn. Anyone trying to help Dez would be killed, and he would still end up getting court-martialed. Even as he was being led away to face certain execution, Dez was still looking out for his friends. Lucia never saw Dez again. ...never heard what happened to him, although she could easily guess. Insubordination was a capital offense, and the Sith weren't known for leniency. But though she couldn't save him, she could still do something to repay him. It took almost a month before she got the chance, but she wasn't about to forget. It came during a skirmish against Republic troops on Alaris Prime. The Gloomwalkers were on patrol when they stumbled into an ambush. Something that never would have happened if Des had still been with them. But their sergeant had taught them well. And even without him, the Gloomwalkers were still one of the best units in the Sith Army. The encounter only lasted a few minutes before the Republic soldiers broke ranks and fled. The intense, close quarters fighting resulted in several casualties on both sides. Among them was Lieutenant Ullabor. His status was officially registered as killed in action. And nobody in the Gloomwalkers ever bothered to report that he had been shot in the back from point-blank range. There were some who might consider her a bad person for what she had done, but Lucia never regretted her decision. To her, it was simple. Dez was her friend. Ulabor was responsible for his death. It had been the same with Sarah. The princess was her friend. Her husband was dead. Galba was responsible. It was all about loyalty. And so Lucia had made the trip to Paradise. A few discreet inquiries, along with significant sums of credits changing hands, led her to the Huntress. Two weeks later, Galva was dead. Now Sarah wanted her to hire the Assassin again, though Lucia had no idea why. Something had happened to Sarah during their visit to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. She had seen something upsetting, something she hadn't wanted to talk about. Lucia knew there were secrets in the princess's past, but she had always respected her right to privacy. After all, there were things in her own past she didn't want people poking their noses into either. Yet even though she had agreed to help, she was worried about her mistress. Sarah was basically a kind and gentle person, but there was another side to her as well. She had nightmares, and sometimes she would go into dark depressions. Lucia suspected she had been scarred by some traumatic event in her childhood a memory so intense it had damaged her in a deep and fundamental way
0: okay this is not the best part of the story it was definitely a filler part lochia talked about her past and that was about it well she did bring up that she was at paradise which is a luxury cantina located on planet zeltros but nothing in a form of action so i think that's where we'll finish this episode Join us tomorrow for the next part. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars n 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pig Film Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.